Welcome to Bitstorm, a comedy game design podcast for two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I'm Travis Scott, and with me again is Ben Slinger. Again? As if, like, you, you, you skipped the is always because you'd think I might run off to Canada again, is that it? Yeah, I'm thinking yeah. so. I'm just, a, I'm just a regular recurring guest host now. Yeah, <laughs> until, in, until, you, until you get your stripes back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Gotta pass some tests. All right, are they click yep. bitch tests? Because uh, I think that's what we're going to start with. Yes, it is. Uh, later in the show, we are going to do some movie tie-ins with some suggestions from listeners. But first, we're going to do some classic click pitch uh, for those who are just joining us this episode. Uh, click pitch is a game where we each have a random word generator in front of us. And on the count of three, two, one, click, we will get a new word and mash them together and create a game design. So... Shall we click? Yes, we shall. Three, two, one, click. Sputtering. Howl. Like, oh, 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 howl. And sputtering is Sputtering. As in, I don't know. Go on. Something that sputters. <laughs> like a car running out of petrol? Yeah. Well, there you go. There's our two things. You are in a car that's running out of petrol, <laughs> and there are <laughs> lots of wolves around. So you have to, I don't know. There's not much interesting about that idea. Then it just becomes fight off some wolves. Okay. So, in this game, it's sort of melding a couple of things together. Um, Your character is a a mechanical wolf. Okay. And it's it's getting a little bit old. And you've got to feed feed the wolf petrol and oil and all other sort of things to keep it keep it running. Like feed yourself, so this- you mean? You have a mechanical wolf, yes. or you are a mechanical you, you are, wolf? Yeah, okay. you are a mechanical wolf. Um, so the the gameplay is scavenging, but you're scavenging, you know, for for petrol, oily rags, you know, any anything chrome, to keep keep like, yourself going to make yourself nice and shiny. Just give you give yourself some give yourself a nice polish. Yeah, yep. you got to look good as a mechanical so, wolf. I'm I'm also think, thinking that um, maybe this entire world is mechanical. Oh, oh, okay, yeah. I was thinking this is like maybe a Pinocchio sort of situation where you had a creator, um, and that you could you could bring in some sort of interesting narrative around trying to find the person who create, created you, or I don't know. Yeah, could do that. As well. <laughs> you jumped at that one. Uh, well, I guess the thing is, if everyone's mechanical, I mean, for one, I see a good side of that in that everybody's going to be fighting for these resources, right? Because everybody needs the petrol and the mm-hmm. oily rags and whatever, um, the occasional tune-up. But also, in a world like that, presumably they're going to be somewhat abundant. Uh, I mean, I guess it could be... Sort of a post, like I don't know, post fossil fuel <laughs> world where there's not much of it left, and so everyone's kind of resorted to to fighting over the last scraps of of the life force that runs this society. Because um, I mean, the reason why I was sort of looking at that is because I thought it might be fun to have a wolf, you know, having to kill mechanical birds and and then. Gradually make its make its way up through. I'm pretty the, sure um, a mechanical wolf killing anything is going to be fun. Like you're a fucking mechanical wolf. Yeah. <laughs> maybe the goal is maybe this can be like um, a climate change parable, and the goal is to scavenge enough stuff to make yourself solar powered. <laughs> <laughs> what Re- happens? Renewable energy could have a massive battery. <laughs> yeah, that battery's a part of it. Or uh, I don't know, get yourself some wind power as well. Let's get a little turbine up there on your head. <laughs> nice. Um, any other ideas that you've got around? Well, I'm thinking it's got to be like third person. Yeah, I think so. You want to you want to see this kick-ass mechanical wolf as it bounds around the f- what the forest, the city. Yep, and disembowels you know cars and <laughs> well, disem engines or something. <laughs> if they're all mechanical, they probably don't have bowels. <laughs> Just some um, gears. Yeah, I, I like that. I like that. I wonder if. Well, okay. I mean, in a in a world, let, let's explore this a little bit more because I do like the idea of of there being, I don't know, some some sort of narrative in here 
you know, story, stories, games like this can't just be pure gameplay. So, in a world where everything is mechanical, who who are the creators? Like, who creates, who builds new wolves and birds? And are they mechanical humans as well? Like, what else is in this world? I, I, I think that maybe um, that's part of the mystery. That's part of, you know, at, at first it's just um, you as the player are only presented as... Uh, Seeing, okay, all the animals in this in this world are mechanical. Yeah, and you you maybe see like um, an egg shaped sort of thing as you see a bird sort of get hatched out of it, but the bird is sort of almost fully formed already. Okay, so they're still you know hatching I mean? out of. Like, is it like a Faberge egg or something? <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm thinking it's it's like a an an egg that you know it's it's a metallic egg and the yeah. um like. It can't actually be broken. It Doesn't it? Of, it's it, just like it sort of opens up on a hinge. Yeah, sort of thing. like has <laughs> you know opens up in in one of those nice like the top just sort of comes open in a in a I don't know what the shape would be. You know what I'm talking about. You can imagine it. Just picture yeah. it. The sound should tell you everything. Um, <laughs> well, what I'm thinking is is as you go through this world, and I mean I don't know how how. Uh, intelligent these creatures are supposed to be or the wolf that you're playing is supposed to be but you could sort of start revealing things about how the world got this way and maybe you start sort of following these clues to uh and you know the the sort of the the last level is you come across this little shack in the middle of the woods and you go in there and there's a human in there and this is like this is Geppetto this is the guy who fucking started off creating mechanical things that could reproduce or something and destroyed the world because they just took everything over. Yep. So, you, along the way, you do find sort of scraps of human civilization left behind, but the, all the robots have just taken their place, including possibly uh, like robotic humans. I don't know. Maybe the ro- mm. robotic humans literally just took over the lives of the regular humans because, you know, they were, they were designed to assimilate- yeah, it could very well be that. Not not quite as violent. Like, I mean, it was violent, but because uh, I'm just- That reminded me of the Borg, which is a similar sort of thing. But I'm just thinking <laughs> they literally just, like, destroy these humans and take their places and go on living their lives because of some, like, bug in their programming. Maybe it's that they were supposed to help out humanity and they just went too far and decided, well, we can just do this better. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's continue on through to one click. Okay. Outbreak. Blacklist. Blacklist Outbreak. Okay. (laughs) Have you got an idea? Well, I don't know if it'll make a game, but I did think of it being a social media sort of thing (laughs) where all (laughs) the fucking trolls and- Horrible people on the internet who are bo- who are in your blacklist manage to break out, but then that's just then they're, then they're just harassing people, and that's not actually a fun game. So I'm not sure that's the direction we should go in. What else do you blacklist? Okay, so have you ever seen the TV show The Blacklist? No. Um, basically, James Bader has like a list of people who have never really been heard of before, and or if they have been heard of, you know they're they're. Pretty, pretty well known as, as like a, like the worst people in the world. Okay. And so they go and take out one at a time. So I'm thinking it's, you, you, you play like an investigator who has access to the blacklist. I mean, let's just, of- license, let's just license it, man. We get James no, Spader. No, 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 no. Okay. You're going no, in a different no, no, direction. No, 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 no. All right. No. They've got a blacklist of the world's worst trolls. And the idea is that you got to go and like take them out. <laughs> okay. Okay. So so it's taking it's taking your your idea right. of like right. the the world's worst trolls have have managed to work out how to get out of everyone's block list and so and James yeah, they're, Spader they're has been trolling everyone and your James Spader like character that you play um James Spider has to go out there <laughs> James Spider yep um and basically the entire game's called the block list. <laughs> okay. So you're now going out there trying to trying to work out how to how to put all these trolls behind the um behind the block list again. Oh, so you're not actually killing them. 
you're taking them out of of like Society. technology, whether it's oh, whether it's through maybe, killing okay, or could- whether it's through like <laughs> re-education or re-education. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, all right. So, all right. We should we should mention that when we say trolls, we obviously like I, I feel like trolls in this uh, this day and age now is is a bit too weak of a word for the types of people we're talking about who pre- who would probably still like to call themselves trolls. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, I guess we're talking racists and misogynists and abusers and harassers. <laughs> uh, Pretty much. So this, you know, this could be a bit cathartic for certain people, perhaps. Um, what's the gameplay? We're talking Hitman style. Like, is it? I so see you're saying you've got options. You just have to make sure that they can't get on social media anymore. Well, I'm wondering, would it be cool to actually have this as like a where in the world is Carmen San Diego like interface? Mm. You're like tracking them down on the internet. Like, there's a bit of sort you're of tracking them down on the internet happening. So- yeah, so you got a few hacking mini games and that sort of stuff. You've also got like um if you remember where in the world is Carmen San Diego, mm. you have like clues you know, the, um the clues saying where the where the next um IP bounce is happening and and it's it could be, you know, just a new version of, of that Carmen San Diego style gameplay that I used to love as a kid. Right. So what happens when you find them though? So you track them down, you know where they are. You hack um, into their well, webcam. You see this pasty white guy who who thinks that the world owes him something. Yep, and, and then you- and then you swat him. <laughs> well, I don't <laughs> want to encourage that. <laughs> um, okay. Well, then, then you then you you send an EMP blast down the down the wires <laughs> and take out all his technology. <laughs> Send an explosion. <laughs> well, I mean, if it ends up resulting in an explosion, <laughs> then I just I, I just watched the um the pickle Rick episode of Rick and Morty again, where he <laughs> sends an explosion down the internet. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was just thinking about that. Yeah. Um. But no, may- maybe it's it's now that you've um now that you found out who it is, then you can. You can publish their, um, their their words to their Facebook pages directly onto their mum's wall. <laughs> <laughs> and all their friends. Even better, their grandma's, their grandma's yeah. wall. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, I'm, I'm just trying to think of, you know, better punishments that aren't things that people actually do to other people at the moment. I mean- And it's really hard, publishing like, all their information is just pretty horrible too. So, yeah. it's sort of like- Maybe, maybe when you do actually catch them, just like in where in the world is Carmen San Diego, then they get ar- arrested by the local police. Yeah, they should be arrested. These people. So that, okay, that's fine. They just you're just tracking them down to be arrested. Yeah. All right. Um, let's click again and let's try to get a word that is has nothing to do with the social landscape of today. That we don't have to tread on eggshells. <laughs> trying to come up with a game that's not offensive. <laughs> Plundering. Rome. Rome? As in R-O-A-M. Okay. Okay. But if you want to, you can you can take it to R O M E. Plunder Rome. R-O-M-E. <laughs> um, no, I think I think R-O-A-M is a good one. So roaming and plundering. What are you plundering? I mean What does it mean to plunder? I mean Sort of scavenge, isn't it? Like, yeah, like... Steal goods from a place or person, <laughs> typically using force, and in a time of war or civil disorder. It's, it's the sort of thing that pirates do. Yeah. They also do another couple of things, but we'll stay away from that. Well, yeah. So, hmm. Okay. This is based in England. Okay. This is based in... um Probably like I'm trying to think of when this particular character I'm trying to I'm trying to go Evoke. into would would have been, would have been around so probably like maybe the 13th century. Okay, it's after what happens after the story of Robin Hood. Okay, I thought so I thought you were. It's the Merry Men, and all right. So it starts with Robin on. Hood's death. It's very dramatic. Yep, and and Maid Marian is now men- leading. The Merry Men. All the Merry Men, they've been 
disbanded from from we're licensing you know, the old sh- did you ever watch the tv show made marion and their merry men yes <laughs> good i didn't imagine that then yes it had danny john jules in it oh really yes oh uh, yeah well anyway anyway um <laughs> sorry so, <laughs> so robin hood has been killed the merry men have been dismat Disbanded. Okay, disbanded. And right. so you play Little John and he's roaming the countryside. He's basically got to stay away from um, Sherwood Forest because of, like, some nasty shit that went down. To stay alive, he has to steal bread and the like to to basically gradually build up a new, a new version of Merry Men so that he can go back and, and take over... Um, like take Nottingham take back Sherwood Forest and take back take back Nottingham. Sherwood Forest and you know bring bring Robin Hood's good name back sort of thing. Okay, okay. Um, so, so it's, it's almost sort of set after that, but you know it's it's sort of showing that even though Robin Hood lived and you know got got through all the um got rid of the the old sheriff, it doesn't mean anything because after he died, it all just went back to shit anyway. Okay. Is there a new sheriff in town? I'm thinking so. Maybe that's Maid Marion. In her grief. Or or it's Robin and Marion's son. Okay. So he's the new sheriff and he's you know, you would have thought that he'd follow in his in his dad's footsteps. And maybe you play little John's son. Um little John. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot up a privilege alert and let's make it a <laughs> let's make it his daughter their daughter. <laughs> Little Joan. Little Joan. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with that? <laughs> yeah. Wait. Oh, wait. So, uh, sorry. I, I might. I might have missed what you said during that. Did you say it's Little John's child as well? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So it's you know Robin Hood's son or daughter. I kind of like the idea of the son being the bad guy. All right. Let's do that. Let's Little do that. Little Joan being the um- Little Joan. Yeah. And. Uh, yep, so- Robin and Marion's son. He's playing the. the- Sorry, I'm trying to think of a name. Jonathan. God, I just could not come up with anything. Oh my god, Phoebus. Phoebus, okay. I literally went to a random name generator, and that's what came up. <laughs> Phoebus, but we're going with Phoebus. <laughs> P-H-O-E-B-U-S. Oh, God. <laughs> God. This is really going off the rails. Uh, um, yeah. Oh, shit, I've got to edit this week too. Fuck. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, yeah, sorry. Whoops. <laughs> maybe I'll just give it to you and say, well, I'm letting you play with my new VR headset that should be here by the weekend. <laughs> um Oh, by the time that you that everyone's hearing this, I should have my VR headset. Yay! Ah, uh, it's only an Oculus Rift. <laughs> Better than what you've got, Google Cardboard. I boy. have reality. <laughs> That's my virtual reality. Reality. <laughs> oh, that doesn't really work. All right. Anyway, no. so okay, you play a little joke. No, okay. So what I liked about this idea, um, and I do like I do like the narrative setting and the the the, the Robin Hood thing, but. What I find interesting is that it's kind of a social survival game in that, you know, like like survival games currently on the market where you have to, like, find food and or maybe hunt for food or, um, you know, build traps and build your shelter and stuff. But usually yep. you're alone, like, or or everyone else is, like, enemies or, or just animals that are attacking you or that you have to hunt or whatever. What I like about yep. this is you're in a, like, you're in a city or you're in towns maybe or maybe traveling from town to town. Um, and so when you're scavenging, you're not just like setting a trap for a rabbit. You're like, yeah, stealing bread from a store or something and having to get away with it. You're basically playing like a street urchin almost. Um, and, and then as you're going, you're also on the lookout for other like-minded people that you can form a band of, of merry people. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really like that. And like, you know, you, so there's. Obviously, there's currency. You can find money. You could even steal money, but it's always going to be difficult to come across, and you have to really spend it on things that are, you know are necessary. Obviously, in a pinch, you can spend it on food. Like you're starving, you haven't managed to to 
steal anything or, you know, you could probably still have hunting stuff. You've got, if you manage to eventually come across or buy a bow and arrow um, or a staff or whatever, like you can hunt rabbits, you can hunt birds. Yep. Um, but, you know, if you haven't been able to and you've, you do have a couple of gold pieces or whatever, then you can buy some food in a pinch. But what you probably want to do is save it up for more of those tools or weapons or- Well, actually, I was thinking of going with, or- with um, you know, what what your dad told, told you stories of was that, you know, Robin and the Merry Men, they'd steal from the rich to give to the poor. Right, and yes. So, maybe the whole thing is that you you get better rewards and more people actually wanting to come and join your team. The more you, like, you're actually, give away- If you're giving away all the money. Mm. And it's more about you steal to survive because you're just getting by on, on the basic things. Yeah. And that's all you really need, and you're you're stealing from the extravagant people just to just to try and be able to give give away to other people to get your notoriety up a little mm. bit higher. That that brings more people into into actually seeking you you and your team out. It could be an interesting interesting sort of moral issue where yeah, obviously you want to steal from the rich, the privileged, the people who are stepping on the heads of the the poor people. But mm-hmm. you might not have the tools and the capabilities to actually pull that off initially, right? You know, you ba- yeah, if, like if you're starting you may with not nothing, be able to, you may not be able to actually get into into this rich person's house because they've got an amazing lock system. Yeah, exactly. But so you've got to spend some money on getting lock picks so that you can actually. But, yeah, but I'm saying like to even survive in those first days, you might have to start stealing from the people who are already, you know, oppressed and and and. And being taken advantage yeah. of. Um, and so maybe it's even that maybe you get more notoriety or more benefit if you, as you go along, you have to remember who you stole from <laughs> so that you can come back and pay them back tenfold kind of thing. Once you get oh, the skills up, yeah. you know, it's like, oh shit, like I took bread from the table of that, you know, house on this corner of this town. And you have to make sure that, you know, 15 hours into the game, you, you're you coming back through that town after, you know, now you have a fucking horse and and four band members and, you know, bow, bow and arrow and stuff, and you've managed to steal a, a giant chest of gold that you throw a bag in, back through that window later, you know? Yeah, that's, that's – it's certainly got some got some like, great implications and, and just – you you could actually get rewarded better um, for for doing those sort of things. Maybe, maybe you can have, you know, sort of a a, um, a book that is almost like your thank you book, you know. Yeah, you, like a ledger. You've got your little- A le- ledger of, okay, you're, you're currently well in, well in debt to this person, mm. so mm. you- But I feel you like you need to keep it have to give manually. I feel like the game thing. shouldn't keep track of that itself. So, like, yes, you can write it down, but you have to remember to. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe you can like take a mental image of it, but you can't. You know, you can't take a photo. You can't. They probably don't have a specific address. You all you maybe know is the town name that you're in, and you have to like <laughs> write down or do a little sketch. You can do a little sketch of it, but it's not never going to be perfect. <clears throat> and like that can that you, can you be automatic. That's like- fine. Like it can do. It can automatically generate a sketch for you, but it's going to you know leave out certain details and stuff. You know what I would actually love. Mm. The art style to change as as you get older. Mm, um, okay. So if if you've ever like gone back to something that you went to as a kid, you see it in a totally different light now, and you go, "Oh, it's it's nowhere near as big as what I thought it was." It's also, you know, I thought this was over here, and you, your brain sort of muddles things up. Yeah. So what you could actually do is actually have. In literal art design, you you sort of have it more vibrant and colourful and cartoony as a as a as kid. A kid. And it just you gets- come when you come back later, and it's like more desaturated, desaturated. It it looks more rundown, kind of. You don't know more you hadn't rundown, noticed also, all those differences. Also, a touch different to what you remembered yeah. as well. Like you thought that. Um, these houses were, you know, X distance apart, but it turns out that they were right next to each other. Yeah. And, you know, change the map just just enough to to make you start thinking, have I well, been and, here before? I mean, that or? could be interesting for this mechanic of, of, you know, having to remember who you took from. Because, yeah, you can take a sketch of it, but it's but the sketch stays in that old art style. 
So, yep. when you come back later and you're looking at it, you're like, wait, is this the right place? And then you're like, oh, wait a sec. Yeah, the, you know, there's a whatever. There's a, a, a the picture of a rooster, you know, next to the door and the next and the one next to it has, you know, crossed swords or whatever. You know, that wouldn't have changed, but it, it looks completely different otherwise sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Oh, I, I really, really like this idea just because it's a, um, I feel you know, like it's a new take on something that, that everyone knows the story. Yeah. Of. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. That, that's, that's really cool. And I'm, I'm looking forward to the, um, to the showdown at the end when, when little Joan comes back to, um, to Phoebus to be Phoebus. <laughs> Sheriff in- Phoebus of Nottingham. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, sorry, before we get to that, though, I was going to say, and I mean, I know we go to this well a lot, but I feel like this could be a really interesting long-form VR game um, just because, and I mean, the movement stuff is obviously going to be tricky because I don't think mm. you should be teleporting around. Um, yeah, but people don't like locomotion. That's the problem. Yeah, I know. It's hard. There's, it's hard. I mean, I'm going to find out how good my VR stomach is in, in like- the next few days, I'm pretty sure. Um, <laughs> I remember on, on the um, on the uh, DK one, mm. all you had was the um, was like uh, controller locomotion, and I was fine. Yeah, but as to how things have gone now, you know, it it really. Depends, I've actually, but that's, yeah, I've, that's just me. I've actually never played you a know, game with anything but teleporting room scale <laughs> well room scale and teleporting i mean and that's generally yeah. what it's done how it's done right like you teleport to a space and then you can move around within you know the the surrounding square mm-hmm. based on where you're already standing in that in that space um so i mean you could do that in a game like this but i think you'd have to limit it in situations where stealth is required um, well, I, I think it's i think it could actually be you know a, an idea for a different type of locomotion in that you don't physically control it with, with a controller where it's going too fast or anything like that. Mm. You can have it that's a sort of teleporting mechanic that you select where you're going and then, you know, your character starts to move in that direction. I think, I suspect- but to slowly that, move. Yeah, I suspect- So you can look around and do stuff as, as you're doing that. Yeah, um, potentially, potentially. That'd be interesting it's to- It's kind of like a hybrid of- That'd be two. interesting to mess with. I wonder if any games have tried that where, yeah, like, you're selecting where to sort of move the square to almost of your of your room yep. scale area. You've still got full control over your- your head movement, because I know that that's often what makes people sick, because if you try to take control of that, um, yeah. Anyway, you know, we yeah we could sort that out in in implementation, but yeah, I kind of there's just so many different things that that could be done. You know, trying to steal things, trying to pickpocket you. You know, you really have to be very precise. Um, obviously, bow and arrow sort of stuff works really well in uh, in VR. Even horse riding, like that, could be a locomotion style. If you're on a horse, you're probably mm-hmm. okay. Um, uh, with horse it moving carriage. underneath you, or horse and carriage sort of thing. So you, yeah, you're like sitting on top or sitting inside. Um, oh, wouldn't that be cool with the, with like the controllers? You know, having to sort of get the horse to move forward and having to do both. Oh um, yeah, wouldn't it, both things on the reins at the same time? Or like and pull back. Yeah, and- like one hand on the reins to still be guiding the horse, and like your sword in the other hand as you're fighting people off. Sword or or one of the new firearms that is now there, or a hand crossbow or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, just a sling, just to be. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be cool. I'd love to use a sling in VR. That'd be interesting. I don't know how the. I wonder if the physical weight of the the rock in a sling is is too important for that. To work in VR, where you wouldn't be able to feel that, or, or whether just that's, seeing that's why it. We, that's why we need the new controllers that have like haptic HD feedback, rumble. <laughs> HD rumble. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I, I really like this. And then, yeah, you obviously you're building up to, and and you, you presumably have encounters with Phoebus along the way, and and kind of you know discover the the relationships. I, I'm thinking that you don't have a full a full meeting with Phoebus. You you have meetings with Phoebus as agents. You know, so or he's, you just um, see him from a distance, like as you get more notoriety, you know he starts um, becoming aware of you, of you as well, and so I, I so want him to turn up with a big false nose, though. <laughs> it's the only thing. It's just like this really long nose. Why? <laughs> just like so when you see him later on, and it's just slightly shorter. <laughs> it's just be like. Uh, 
Oh, okay. So like you'll be disguised earlier. Okay, I see. <laughs> um, well, uh, uh, what could also be interesting in this, um, in VR with this, is just those or, or like conversational mechanics. I haven't seen, you know, kind of dialogue trees or, or um, in- interesting conversation stuff done in VR where it takes into account like where you're looking and and things that you do as this conversation's going on. You know. Mm. Um, I mean, if, if someone's telling you something and you start looking away, they're going to be asking, you know. Yeah, like they could take in that into account. Um, or even just, you know, there's a, com- you, you know, you're in this final uh, confrontation with Phoebus in his like um, chambers or whatever, and he's monologuing and you're paying attention to him, but there's actually like his guards are coming up behind you. And so there's sort yep. of this stuff that you do need to be paying attention to, but also if you maybe you know if you look away from him for too long, he starts getting mad, and you know he's they've maybe taken all your weapons at this point or something. So like you're you're kind of having to balance making sure you're aware of your surroundings, but also not yep. pissing him off because he'll just run you through long enough to well, you know. I'm also for your I'm also for your band of of merry people. <laughs> to I'm also wondering if. This would be an ideal time to to come up with an idea that there's no real scripted moments that you get caught. So if you're like really good at this game, they don't know what you look like. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. It'd be difficult from and, the narrative point of view, but but also I like the challenge. You know, you 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 have you have the actual. You know, the, here's your final narrative, but you build. You know, your your final narrative is to go and beat Phoebus. Right, but okay. You but may, you might you get may there and he's just like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> exactly. He didn't even know anything was wrong in his in his um, or whatever, sheriff. You know, and then, then then as you're going through a city, you don't have to worry about, you know, being um being identified right. as as this mysterious hood. Yeah. You know, that you can just walk through, and maybe you've even got a reputation. And and, as- and what they've done is they've taken out they've taken out the old pictures of Robin Hood, so it's just this mustachioed guy. And so, they, little do they know, it's just this female. But of course, if you're really, really shit and you get caught, then then, they, then all the wanted posters have your actual face on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's cool. You could do some cool stuff there. Cool. All right, well, let's move I reckon on. We better get into our into our other segment, given that we're. Running extremely late on this one. <laughs> so, movie tie-ins. There's the sting. And me saying there's the sting is part of the sting. Just so you know. Okay. Do you want to explain cool. this one? <laughs> <laughs> so, earlier- well, Here are some earlier, we prepared earlier. Well, last week, we we decided to send out a little bit of a picture saying we, we're looking to do some movie tie-ins for either movies or TV shows that- don't necessarily have a game idea attached to them yet. Well, we want to attach that game idea. So we asked, we asked the public out at, um, AGPN and we also, I think we asked on Twitter and we got a few suggestions. Yeah. So not as many as what we would have liked. <laughs> but Come on, guys. Um, yeah. So yeah. So we're going to take some movie ideas that people have given us. And now, unlike last time when where we took every single idea, no, we're definitely not going through all of them. Um, we've we've chosen a nice little selection. Yep. of what what we would actually a few like that we to, think, um, and we did ask for a challenge, and some of these would be quite challenging, and the ones that are too challenging we are going to ignore. So sorry, but <laughs> we do want to make sure we can come up with <laughs> at least some sort of game idea for them. Uh, and I'm you know I'm sure if we did some of these other ones we could if we tried. But so Ben, would you like to choose first? We're going to go with. A suggestion from Michael Jones, good friend of mine and long-time listener, and we're going to try Anchorman. Okay. Anchorman. Anchorman. The Will Ferrell, So, our usual rules around this is we don't necessarily have to follow the movie at all. We can take the title if we decide. Yeah, if we decide that so- we just want- <laughs> If we decide we want a guy who uses an anchor as a weapon and it's a standard beat em up, then we might go down that path. But I think let's try, let's try to stick with the movie to begin with. Uh, oh, see, I, I, I've immediately gone to like an anthropomorphic anchor. anchor. <laughs> Who's a man. He's just got a face and arms and a penis and legs. <laughs> it's a, it's a sex game. What do anchor man's, what do anchors fuck? Um, Rocks. 
the sea. Okay, so if, if you're if you're thinking from from the actual movie, um, you've definitely got to have that scene where like they they all have that massive fight. <laughs> yeah, scene. of course. I mean, that's that's immediately yeah. where you go from from a game point of view. You know, there's there's a huge scene where all the different news news teams just fucking have this huge violent fight. But that should be like that's a big that's one big set piece. I don't think that's the whole game. And we need to come up with something around newscasting, news anchoring. <laughs> so, is this a game where you play the you play uh, what's his fucking name, Ron Swanson? No, that's Ron Burgundy. Ron Burgundy. <laughs> we could do a Parks and Rec. No, um, you play you play Ron Burgundy. <coughs> you play Ron Burgundy, or you could do it that you are like the editor or something or like the the you're in the control room so you're having to like it could be interesting to to have to run a news show right like switching mm-hmm. between your different clips and putting up you know maybe you have to do all of the i don't know there's a name for it but like the the subtitles and stuff that come up under over stories and things um the motion graphics and stuff you have to like quickly type them in and there's breaking news and so you have to like <laughs> you know make sure it's up there properly with no spelling mistakes and then send out the new pages out to ron as oh and 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 you know where where there's someone's put like wrong punctuation in the um in the, <laughs> in the teleprompter um in the teleprompter you know you've You've actually got to look over it and and you know fix the, fix the punctuation and fix the spelling mistakes yeah. in, in there because otherwise he <laughs> will read everything it. that's actually in there. <laughs> <laughs> I like that idea, and I like the idea that um, we can use a like text speech for Ron Burgundy. <laughs> um, so he he will literally write. He will literally read whatever you put into the teleprompter. <laughs> Um, but yes, there, there are some things that come through where the meaning of them would be very different based on the punctuation and you have to make sure to catch it. <laughs> oh, my favourite scene Says is no that, money down. I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like, <laughs> the question mark in- <laughs> who put the question mark in there? <laughs> exactly. Well, that's, that's perfect. Then it's thematically correct there as well. Um, so, so your, your character is actually like pretty much like the producer. Yeah, the, and uh, yeah. and so during the show, you know, you're you're in charge of Ron and whatever Christine Applegate's Veronica Corningstone. Veronica Corningstone. I have the Wikipedia um, page. <laughs> <laughs> um, they introduce the story, and you've got to make sure the tape is ready to to roll at the right time. So you go, okay, go to tape, and you yeah, read, exactly. Go, like you have to actually- you've, you're physically pressing the button on on that. Yeah. So I'm thinking it's VR, VR again. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I want that, you know, reaching out and, and, and actually hitting the, the buttons button and, and and picking the tape up and having to, you know, eject it and get into the into yeah. the um, You even you even have to do the like as as they're about to go to air, well, maybe if you've got the uh the five knuckles that can like track your fingers, you have to do the like five, four and like the point. <laughs> <laughs> and point. <laughs> you have to do it in time or he fucks it up. You lose ratings. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so I, I think that could actually be fun and then maybe your your whole thing in the big final fight scene is that you've got to supply weapons to um to ron and his team right so you're like throwing weapons to them for them to attack yeah you're th- or maybe like guiding them maybe you're, you're like pointing at wh- you know who to attack or pointing out attackers to them or something uh mm-hmm. yeah that's cool yeah, well, and for the for the sort of standard day to day, I'm almost thinking a, a kind of papers please sort of um, framework where you know you do you've got like day one, and there are maybe certain events that happen on day one, uh, with you know branching subplots and 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 different results based on um, how well you how well you get through them all and stuff. Oh, and you you've got to choose the news stories that they're going to cover that yeah, night and yeah, that sort yeah. of stuff. So you can. And then you can, you know, at the end of the day, you see your ratings and you you figure out why people wanted, like, liked things and didn't. And Ron and, mm. Ron and his team are just there, like, fucking cracking jokes and stuff while you're trying to concentrate. <laughs> it's all this pre-scripted <laughs> stuff. <laughs> we'll get that one to do voices. They'll come along. They'll come on board. I, I'm just imagining, um, you know, Steve Carell coming back as Brick again. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I love Lamp. Yeah, <laughs> that's his only line. That's the only one we couldn't actually get him to do any more lines. So that's the only thing he says. The whole it get, does get a bit repetitive, but come on, it's funny every time. I mean, I love Lamb. Come on, it's every. funny every time. 
And and you know maybe okay. I'll get to work with my man crush Paul Rudd. Like he's just he's perfect in everything. <laughs> call me. Uh, call, call, call you. <laughs> All right, <laughs> let's go on to the next one. You can choose the next one. You 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 so want him with with that little goatee that he's got in um in the new uh, wet hot American song. Oh yeah, like the long hair, the, the goatee, long hair, and the, I mean he, and the he's it's my look right now. My almost, <laughs> I have a full, I have more of a beard. You, you got but, you got a bigger goatee. Yeah. Um, Okay, King so of the camp. my choice now. So I'm going to go with one from Sam Harkin, prior guest of the show. Yes. We're going to go with the horror movie Rubber. <laughs> yeah, this is a good one. So it, for those who have never seen the movie Rubber, I thoroughly recommend that you I think watch we watched it. it together, hey? The Boys Weekend? Um, no, we never actually got around to watching it on there. I oh, no, I watched it when I was in Canada. But good movie anyway. Yeah. It's um, it's about a homicidal rubber tire. Yes, and when we say homicidal, we mean this tire can literally kill people with psychic powers. Yes, so <laughs> it's kind of perfect for a video game because yeah, it's about driving, sort of, and killing things. Yeah. So um, you've played Overwatch, right? Mm-hmm. One of the characters, Junkrat. Yeah. He has like this rip tire. Yep. Um, yep. Ultimate, ultimate, yep. that he he basically just launches this tire out and you can just drive it around it moves quite fast and then it can explode well i'm thinking it's basically a game based off that mechanic of you're driving the tire around yeah yeah obviously you're gonna and get some at good speed at high speed some really good physics well it's always at um, high speed i mean you can get up to high speeds if you go down a hill you can get up to high <laughs> speeds then yeah you you can you can do like some stealth missions in which you got to get through this um minefield through this junkyard without being caught by I don't know the rubber some- bandits I don't know <laughs> that's a pretty good pun though <laughs> come on the rubber bandits like that's awesome it was pretty good. it was pretty good. I didn't I didn't realize till I said it um yeah well because uh, I'm I'm thinking not only good sort of steering mechanics you know obviously you can't when you're a single tire you can't steer too sharp or you fall onto your side. Um, you can't yeah, get up. It's sort of like a leaning sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, you have to lean. In that. But I'm thinking it's got to be good bouncing mechanics too. Like if you, you know, drop far, then you're going to get a good bounce going on. Yep. And so that but can be you've used. Got to, you've got to, to like really to. hit in the middle of, of like your tread. Otherwise you get knocked. Yeah. You like you know. go off at a weird angle and, and fall over. Yeah. I can't remember. Could, could the, the tire in rubber pick itself back up if it fell onto its side? <laughs> I assume so. Um, I'm going to say yeah. yes. <laughs> Just take some time. You might get attacked. I'm again picturing like a third person sort of game. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I don't think you'd want to do first um, person. You get really sick. <laughs> it's like Sky Road, Sky Road, Sky Road, Sky Road. <laughs> so it's VR. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no. Right. It's VR and you just throw it. Yeah. It's just a vomit um, Okay. So, no, you- at at the start, I'm thinking that would this be good to be before before the movie or after the? I mean, I don't I don't particularly sort of remember the plot of the movie. So either way, you're not very powerful at the start. You're very powerful at the end. Yeah. So okay. at the start, you can only like you know use your psychic powers to to sort of like move um, things or knock something move over. out of the way. And um, I'm thinking like one of my favorite ideas for a video for a video game mm-hmm. but not my favorite video game um remember the um star wars force unleashed the force unleashed yes yeah the, yes. well and that and that built off um those sort of of like picking up and psychic games where you pick things up and can move them like um i think it was a yeah. psyops on the or i think on the original X, xbox yeah um that's the first one i remember that really did that well and you could do things like Pick up a guy and then like do a running jump or something and kick him out of the air. Things like that. I think. So. Yeah. Cool stuff. Yeah. So yeah, you, yeah, I agree. Those sort of I, I like that combination of, of that style of like psychic manipulation of your world and and yet yeah, like then obviously yeah. the, the sort of tire mechanics. Um, but again, <laughs> I don't I don't want any game where, um, you know, if your if your character is getting more powerful. And you know things that things are getting um, things are getting easier for the character, yeah, oh, for the player. Yeah. Don't don't just start putting in things that stop you from I doing think the you've things that you're loving to do. On the, on the show. I know I have, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it, it really really pisses me off. So therefore, in this game, you get powerful. How do you, how do you 
how do you counter that from a from a game design perspective? You throw more people at you to do more shit with, and also thumbtacks on the road because you know. Yeah, yeah, and well, not just thumbtacks. <laughs> I'm thinking, you know, maybe a full spike strip. Yeah, and if you get a good, that's bounce actually going, the villain's name. You can. <laughs> oh shit! It's Spike Strip. He's found us. <laughs> um. So in this game, is are you going to have like? I kind of would love it if this was a cooperative game. Okay, two tires. <clears throat> um, you each control one half of the tire. It's like, all right, I'm going to press up, you press down, and then we just have to alternate to get rolling. <laughs> no, what I'm what I'm thinking is that um, you, yeah, I'm I'm thinking yeah, two tires. Yeah. You've got um, one made of rubber, and oh, okay, I'm thinking maybe the other one. It's like is like an old wagon wheel. <laughs> it's the <a> wagon wheel. <laughs> so it's it's. Got that sort of <clears throat> yeah wood wood with maybe a metal outside, so it's sort of like so it's not going to get stopped um, by spike strip and his spike strips. It's just going to no, roll right over, but but it may get damaged by like fire, right? So or and, yeah, yeah, and, and it's just know, it's ru- not as it's not as it doesn't have tra- as good traction. It can't go up hills as well. Um, it can't bounce. It can't because bounce. It'll, yeah, it'll, it'll just crack. shatter. You know, if it falls too far. However, it's really, really thin, so it can get in between like cracks mm. to. And you can have some like- really good like pro moves, where you know you, you, there is somewhere that that the the wooden wheel tire needs to needs to get across, but it, it needs to bounce to get over there, but it can't. So what you have to do is put the rubber one down the bottom and have it bounce off the rubber one, like it provides the the, the trampoline. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you got some you got some fun things like mm. that. Um I kinda like the idea that, you know, early on in the game you actually have um what was the rubber tire's name? Robert. Robert the Robert tire. The tire. Um he, he finds Wendy like, the wagon his old wheel. Grandpappy. Oh yeah. Old old grandmother then, um, Wendy the Wagon Wheel. And they're they're going basically he he finds out that, you know, Wendy is um is going to be set on fire. So Right. So he saves he goes her. And, and saves her. And then they go they, off on, they the, go they go off on their adventure and, together. Yeah, the tutorial is basically save Wendy, and then the rest of the game is, you know, one person plays Wendy, one person plays Robert, and you're trying to be, you're trying to defeat Spike's trick. Yeah. <laughs> and his sidekick, uh, Axel Grease. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, Next. Yeah, so I reckon that I reckon that'd be a pretty fun game. Okay, what's your next choice? All right, mm, let's see. Maybe. Uh, so <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go with yeah I'm gonna go with another one of Michael Jones' suggestions. We got a bunch of suggestions, but they actually just both came from Michael Jones and Sam. So thanks, guys. That was awesome. We'd like more from more people next time, but it's given us some it's given us some good uh, some good fodder. Life as a house. <laughs> now, this is a challenge. Um, I haven't actually seen the movie. Neither have I. So, we're going to go- Yeah, and I have, I have sort of an idea of what it's about, but I think we're just going to go with the title. Yeah. <laughs> and now, I, I feel like we've kind of done games similar to this before. I think there was one with a gramophone, but uh, was was I even there for that? No, you weren't there for that. That was you guys. But anyway- Sort of, sort of a similar thing where you, you literally you play the house throughout its lifetime, yep. from the time it was built in you know nineteen forty-seven. Oh, it's a pretty old house. Okay, that's pretty. That's pretty new. Well, I mean, <laughs> well, I, I don't know how far back you want to go uh, because that's a, that's a lot of content. Then I'm, I'm thinking yeah. you just want a few. You know, you, you want a bunch of families coming through, or maybe it's used as a as a like meth lab for a while, um, <laughs> you know, and it just the challenges around that. So, so you as a house, what what can you what can you do to these families? Um, that- you can creak. You can <laughs> you can um, press X to yeah. creak. <laughs> you've got you've got mild <laughs> control over your windows until they replace the shuttered shuttered windows with like actual glass panes properly you know like proper mm-hmm. um 
you can you can slightly shift your stairs to make people fall down them. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not. Um, maybe you're not like it's. Not, I don't know if it's necessarily you're playing an anthropomorphic house. It's just some sort of gameplay across the lifetime of this house. You know, uh, and seeing the different people coming through there. Maybe it's almost. And I'm not. I'm not saying go full on Sims, but maybe it's sort of got aspects of. You know, you get to see the day to day life of some of this, and um, and maybe it is around just like decorations, and I don't know. It sounds really boring now. There's got to be something fun we can do with it. Okay, so the ver- the tutorial level is literally you're learning that you can you can have fun with things like creaking and all that sort of yep. stuff. But what actually happens is that um, you scare one of the kids and they fall down the stairs and they they get killed. Okay. And from then on, um, you as the house actually have control over the poltergeist or oh. the ghost of the kid. So, um, you have to try and help the family um, get over the grief and then, you know, continue, continue three, through. But um, your only sort of outlet after after that is... The ghost. So I'm thinking that's that's I like that idea a lot. Uh I don't know if you should have direct control of the ghost. I feel like if you're doing this, you should play the house. And yeah, you have these really limited things you can do where you can slightly shift on your foundations, you can creak a little bit. <laughs> I don't know what else can a house <laughs> you do? can bleed out of the walls. <laughs> well uh, well what I'm almost thinking is yeah, so the tutorial there's an this this little boy dies and then his ghost becomes your companion and i'm imagining dialogue dialogue trees, trees where literally it's like creak slam windows <laughs> say nothing <laughs> slight breeze um but through that the boy like provides exposition and about himself and about you as a house but then so you could go multiple ways with this. <laughs> you yep. could go the nice way, and it is about doing little things. Like maybe you can create slight breezes by opening windows to like affect things in your in your in your space, and maybe you can even somehow influence it so things are put. I don't know. Things are put in the right place so that they're in a position for you to be. You know, you know that you've got a good breezeway that comes through here when you, you know, slightly open this window, or you could make it slam a door because of the pressure change. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but you have to make sure that they, you know, that they put things in the right place. Um, in other words, you're you're trying to inadvertently create the most awesome Rube Goldberg. Goldberg yeah, machine. yeah, basically. <laughs> well, you've only got a few inputs, but they they can become many outputs depending on the order you do them in and stuff. Um, so you could go that way and yeah, it is about, you know, this family dealing with the loss of their child and then, you know, their other child grows up and moves into the family and it moves into the house and has their own kids there and then they move away and then the meth lab comes in. But, um, the other, the other way you could go. <laughs> oh, the, the meth lab is, w- is where the house gets really vindictive and, you well, know, I was, was going to totally say the destroy. other way you could go is maybe it's that anybody who dies in the house becomes a ghost. And they resources then. So you're literally trying to kill people <laughs> to to like get this great army of ghosts and then they give you more control over things. So maybe it is this Rube Gold because they can affect things slightly too, right? They can like yep. freeze things or blow on things. Going Thimbleweed Park style here, but um you know, they they've got a limited sort of way limited ways they can they can push things off of off of shelves. And so that becomes part of your Rube, Rube, Rube Goldberg machine as well. And so the more of them you have, the more, like the larger you can make these machines as they, as these different things get set off at different times. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you've got choices for who you could kill. Um, and if you kill too many people, then nobody's going to move into the house ever again, right? Because it, it gets and a reputation. And then it turns into a meth lab earlier. <laughs> and then it's just a meth lab. And you can kill all the fucking meth cookers as well, but- 
then 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 all, all they want to do when they become ghosts is still cook meth. <laughs> well, no, I was going to say because like you kill all the meth cookers, <laughs> ghostly meth, ghost ghost meth. No, but you, if you kill if you kill all the um all the all the meth cooking guys, then your house blows up, right? Because they their their meth lab is still going and it like explodes. So yeah, it's about creating this balance of who you kill. And, you know, you start getting attached to these people. They're living in you for decades at a time. <laughs> I'm not sure how. I don't think we'll do real time. But uh, some sort of representative sample <laughs> of events. In the past 45 minutes, 33 people have died. <laughs> real time. <laughs> Why were they even th- they're having a big party? <laughs> Chandelier dropped on them. So, so maybe, maybe it's one of those, um, one of those things that the house doesn't, doesn't really want to kill the people living inside them if they're, if they're well behaved. But if, if someone rips up a floorboard and, you know, damages the house in some way, then they sort of get marked for death. So it's like purely selfish. It's not if they like, you know, punch someone in the house or are abusing them in some way. That's fine. But if they, like, tear a piece of wallpaper off, you are fucked. You are dead. You are dead to me. I'm going to kill you. You're going to become part of my ghost army. Fuck you all. You, um, they they, sl- they slam the door and they punch a hole in the wall. Bang. They- yeah. <laughs> They're now on the blackness. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. I like, I like that idea. I think- And yeah, there's obviously choice in who you kill. And presumably, you know, there are moral decisions to be made around that. And maybe that can actually affect how the ghosts work together. Like, mm-hmm. if you just kill the little boy's mum, then she's not going to help you because that's just a horrible thing to do. And she's already lost her son and then you go and kill her. Like, yeah, she's just either going to leave or she's going to be sabotaging the things you try to do from then on. And so, maybe there's a bit of a balance between between the ghosts who want to work with you and the ghosts who want to work against you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I uh, like it. Let's go. Okay. We'll just do one last quick one. Yeah. Okay. Ooh. Your choice now. I know. Choose do 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 make oh i don't know <laughs> it's a drink pouring simulator I, I i'm actually i'm loving this idea from michael right. of memento memento yeah okay so if you haven't watched memento spoilers incoming because <laughs> because the, the the plot of that the plot of the game the plot of the movie is going to be obviously a big part of the gameplay in a game around memento um so are you thinking we actually um we actually base it on the life of the main character whose name was something sort of like when this Wikipedia page loads. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, it's, it's a movie. It's a, it's a movie where um, your character only has X amount of um, like short term memory. Yeah, well, you short-term don't have any long term. Can't, can't, can't make new long term yeah. memory. So you you remember the, the 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 things that have happened in the last yeah like you know in in minutes, two minutes, five minutes, something like yeah. that. So I'm thinking what what will happen just like in the movie I'm don't I'm not thinking continue all the way through it's an adventure game where you you actually like you start at the end where you've where you've yeah. just captured you know the person that you're looking for and then as you go back you've actually you're setting you're setting yourself up to to learn those things that you knew in that first scene. Yeah. Okay. That's good. So, so I'm thinking maybe we don't even follow the story of the film. No. Or have no, those characters. It doesn't have to be that. It's just the general idea. It's an adventure game where you have the same condition that um, Guy Pearce's character in Memento had. Yeah. And we use the same um, like technique of you view it. You, you're playing sort of five minute segments at a time. And once you finish that segment, you then go to the segment before it to learn what happened that led you to that point. Yep. And maybe, you know, there was some some weird thing that you you saw in the middle of the room and so you pick it up and you and that happens to be like a murder weapon. 
that that you end up killing with someone, but in the scene beforehand, it's not you, there, so you know. Okay, for the scene, I need to, I need to, you know, somehow get get that particular thing to, to the yeah, center. Well, so you gonna, sort of know a little mm, bit more. It's going to be a really interesting design challenge because, yeah, basically, like the first scene, you're going to have certain things, and if we go, we can go with traditional point and click adventure here. Um, yeah, so it, it's going to be a real design challenge because, yeah, like the very first scene, you're going to have things in your inventory, right? Now, I'm assuming we're going sort of with the classic uh, uh, point and click um, gameplay. So you've got yep. your inventory and you've got certain things in your, in your inventory. So, and yeah, presumably if we go with the similar sort of story where you're trying to find the person who you think murdered whoever. Your wife. Yeah. In the, in that, in the, in that it was your wife, but w- whatever. Um, you know, the final scene, literally maybe the only way to finish it is to kill this person with a weapon that you have in, in your, um, inventory, right? Mm-hmm. So there's sort of some a final dialogue tree, some things they talk about things that you have no idea about as obviously a player or a character. Um but you can go through your inventory and you can see so in the movie, you know, he used tattoos on himself, he used notes to himself. Um so yeah, I'm, I'm this is actually really cool. I'm imagining this first scene. You come into this room, there's somebody tied up. Yep. You've got a knife in your inventory. And there's a note on- Oh, there's like f- 15 different notes and and it's sort of saying, well, however many notes you want, um, it's like, kill this man. You yeah. Know, he, he did this bad thing. So, you you kill him and then you go back and it's and like- Like, yeah. In the previous switches scene- Switches to black like- and then you're in the previous scene and you, you see out the window that that person pulls up in a car. Um. And you don't have the knife in your inventory now, and you ha- and th- that note's not there anymore. And so you know now to finish this or, section. Or no, the um, or the note, the note is there. So you know that that that's the man that you need to get. And later on down the track, right? There's a you- point where you have to write that note. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I don't think it's it's in the one beforehand because how do you know that's the person? I think it, that <laughs> right. Needs to be okay. A bit yeah. More I guess that mystery. needs to be actually part of it. Like you, you as a yeah. See, what's going to be interesting. Hmm. So the challenge with this is going to be what do you need to to get to the next scene? Well, it is going to be what you need to but uh, there's a, there's an aspect of meta gaming that's going to by necessity happen here, right? Because in yep. the way the movie worked, obviously you as a as a viewer are seeing all right, you're seeing the last thing that happened and you know that he can't remember anything before. And then you're seeing the thing that happened before that and you know what came next but he doesn't. Obviously, because yep. it's in the future. But in the game, you as a player are going to have the knowledge of what chronologically has happened after this point. Yep. Um, so, yeah, we'll pro- we'd probably have to work that into the design. Um, and, I mean, that almost acts as just a hint system, right? Like, you know that- you Remember know this that happened in that scene? You need to, you need to do this as-, as- Part of this chapter. <laughs> yeah, and I, I'm not saying directly tell them. I'm just saying that you know that in the scene before this, you had the knife in your inventory. So, this scene's not going to finish until you pick up the knife. Uh, yeah. But, but ideally- I, I think you could have some some more awesome sort of things that that sort of occur in each of these oh, yeah. scenes that, you know, you you end up getting the, uh, the item that you need in an absurd or a little bit unusual way yeah. that- you weren't expecting. Yeah. It's not like in this scene you you pick up the knife and it's like, well, that's not everything that 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 occurred. Or you pick up the knife that you thought that it was it, but when it appears in your inventory, you see that it's not that same knife. Mm, and then something happens. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. You you could you could have, you know, it'd be a, it'd be a lot of work to get it working, but it'd be a um. It'd be a real adventure. writing challenge. Uh, and I wonder if I don't know. Do you think you'd do the same? The same sort of thing as in the movie where, and again, major spoilers for the movie, uh, the person that you kill at the end is not actually the person who did it. Like you've, I, I guess you probably don't, you probably wouldn't want to use that same twist necessarily, but, no. but something around, you know, there are moments in this where you misinterpret the things you've written earlier because you obviously don't have the knowledge you had when you wrote it. Uh, yeah. You could even have, mm, no, you couldn't. I was going to say you could even have like branching structures based on you know you got get choices of slightly different ways to write the same note, except 
the f- you've already seen the results. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't really have that. But uh, yeah, that- you have mini branching branching things that are that yeah occur, within that- sort of a small section. Yeah, yeah, because I like yeah. this. I like the idea of because what would probably generally happen is you'd uh, you'd have your little adventure game section, and then you'd probably just have a bit of cutscene that leads directly into where you started on the next one. Um, mm-hmm. Or I mean, sometimes you might get the gameplay all the way up to it, but generally you're going to need to have some sort of conversation or some sort of stuff that plays out based on the things you've now done um, and the new knowledge you've gained. And then, and having that reflect on, so now that you have this knowledge, it's going to like reveal new things about the future, basically about the things you've already seen. Yeah. That, um, you know, that you can't act on as a player, but as a, as a, I mean, as a character, but as a player, you, um, yeah, you have these revelations about the story. Yeah. Yeah. We need a good writer, but that, that's really cool. I like that. Yep. So do I. Okay, I think that is all we have time for today, given that we've gone- You mean um, you don't want to go for a two-hour session? (laughs) No, I know, no, 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 no. Okay, thank you all for joining us here on BitStorm today. Uh, You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We're BitStormCast on all those. You can check us out on iTunes, where you can rate, review, and if you could please subscribe to us there, that'd be great. We'd like to get a few more listens in each week. We have a new website. It's still at bitstormcast.com, but we're now going through the Podient website. I think it's pronounced Um, Podient. Podient. It doesn't make sense. We've (laughs) we've already talked about this. It's pod, not... Anyway. I I don't have an iPod. (laughs) You can go ask the the developer why you called it that. But anyway, it's a really good service. Uh, Yeah. And we are... Now with them. It's really cool. We've just joined we've just joined up with them, so um check out our new website at bitstormcast.com. That's right. And uh we'd like to thank Curry Dust for the use of the song Mount Defiance from the album Containment Failure. Uh we'd like to plug the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network. Uh a great network that we are part of. We've met some really great people, some new friends on there, and obviously if you've listened in the past, some guest hosts. Uh, we, I think we'll have some on next week, so that should be good. Yes. Um, some ones that we've been wanting to get on for a little while. It looks like the stars are aligning to get them on. Yeah. So, so very much find out next week. Uh, and I would like to plug my new website, Podchaser, which is still in closed beta for a few more weeks, but, uh, hopefully we will be going to open beta soon. In the meantime, you- It's only because he's not actually had enough time to do any work on it, because he's got his normal job to do now. Uh, yes. Yes, yes. Uh, day jobs. <laughs> rich. Um, <laughs> but uh, in the meantime, if you want to get in during the beta, you can use the key BitStorm, all on word, and uh, go there, you know, search for BitStorm on there, f- and, and any other podcast you'd like. Uh, you can rate, review, you know, save your podcasts there, and we've got a lot of great new features coming up in the next little while. So, check it out. Awesome. Well, I'm Trevor Scott. I'm Ben Slinger. I'd I play, play that. that.